If you want to take your leadership skills to the next level, we have a free download that can help you understand the principles that great leaders use to help develop loyalty within their team and to lead high performers. Uh, You can find this at theemployerblueprint.com forward slash great leaders. Again, that's theemployerblueprint.com forward slash great leaders. It's a free download, gives you the principles that great leaders use to develop loyalty in their team and to lead high performers. So go check that out today. Welcome to the Employer Blueprint Podcast, where we help leaders build great teams for great companies with your host, entrepreneur and leadership coach, Kyle Gorman. When you're looking at starting a new business or you're at a stage in your business that it's time to grow, sometimes finding the right type of capital can be a challenge. And oftentimes, the only place that we have a very large sum of capital is in a 401k plan. But as we know, you can't move that, right? Because uh, all of the fees and the penalties that are going to go along with it. Today's guest actually specializes in helping with alternative funding sources and actually using that money that you have in those retirement accounts in a way that you're not going to be penalized for it. Uh, And so really what I would say is creating some alternative funding sources for your business. Um, Some really interesting information about that in the show today and about how he has built his business uh, and, and what that's looked like as he started to integrate the team into his company. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Also, if you have any questions or would like to reach out to us, you can do so at podcast at employerblueprint.com. Well, I want to thank you for joining us this week on the Employer Blueprint podcast and uh, looking forward to uh, having our guest, Daniel Blue, share with us uh, his story and, and how he is helping business owners out there today. So, Daniel, thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, as we jump in here, um, why don't you walk us through what your journey has looked like and uh, just catch us up to where you are now. Well, uh, first off, Kyle, thank you for having me on your show. Love uh, what you're doing with, with the content you're putting out there. I am uh, 30 years old and uh, I started off as a 1099 salesperson uh, about 12 years ago and uh, started at the very bottom in, in the sense of I think most people that are in sales can relate to this when you first land your 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 very first sales job it's here's a bunch of cold leads some reprint leads mm-hmm. and here's a phone here's a script and, and dial and smile mm-hmm. right so that's how that all shaped out 12 years ago started to just pound the phones and uh, was able to progress going from um, a setter uh, setting appointments to getting really good at setting appointments to closing deals once I was able to get uh, my feet wet and, and become a consistent closer, then it's you know running sales team. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's usually that point in time where you're like, well, shoot, if I'm, if I'm running a sales team, like eventually I want to have my own shop. Right? I want to be able to have my own business. So over the last few years, I've been able to make that transition going from a, a top producer, top salesperson to you know owning a company. And um, you know th- these days, I, I still... I'm on the phone. I'm, I'm still selling, but it's it's different, right? I'm, I'm not calling 150 people a day and, and having three hours talk time. I'm, I'm right. selling the company's vision, right? I am dealing with employees and, and referral partners. So sales is uh, it's, it's really a way of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And, and along the way, um, have you always been in this kind of financial services uh, world or, or what, what kind of industry did you come from to get to where you are now? Yeah. So I, I first started selling real estate coaching and e-commerce coaching when I was 18 years old. So from about 18 to 23, I, I sold high ticket coaching and uh, I enjoyed that. But there came a point in time where I started to learn more about the fulfillment and the business model and exactly what I was doing. Right When you first start selling something, you're just selling yourself. right? You, you don't really understand all of the mechanics and, and the fulfillment and the behind the scenes. And as I started to learn more about that over the years, I just felt grimy. I think a lot of salespeople can probably relate. There may have been something you sold in the past where you wouldn't have sold that product or service to your mom, right? You, you right. wouldn't, you don't a hundred percent believe in it. Maybe the commissions are good. Pay is good, but it, it's not in your heart of hearts. You don't feel like it's the right thing. And, uh, you got to make a choice where either you keep doing it or, you know, you got to make a change. And right about 23 years old, I, I just came to a point where I learned more about the the back inside the fulfillment and, and I wanted to make a change and I didn't, I didn't want to keep going down that road. So I've always been intrigued by stocks and real estate and retirement accounts. So I was able to make that transition going from selling real estate coaching, e-commerce coaching to getting into the self-directed retirement account space and uh, how to restart over. You know, when I was 23, 24 years old, yes, when I was selling real estate coaching, I was at the, you know, the top of, of the company and I closed deals and I didn't really have to cold call anymore. I had my own team. But when you make a switch to a different industry, you, you got to start from the bottom, right? You got to earn yourself. So started at the bottom, started cold calling, started setting appointments, you know, building a book of business, and then eventually rose the ranks. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us uh, about, uh, you know, the, the market segment that you're serving now, um, you know, the business owners, how you're helping them and, and the, the journey or the quest, as you will, that you're helping them through. Yeah. So Quest Education, I, I came up with that name because I really like the word quest, right? Quest to me, it's like a, a big net that you are able to throw out there. And some people are at a different stage in, in their, their quest or business quest or financial quest. Maybe they are sick and tired of the nine to five corporate life and, and they want to quit their job and, and start that, that dream business of theirs. Or mm-hmm. maybe they're an existing business owner and they're struggling with marketing or, or systems or just scaling and they need some capital to further their quest, right? So the, the problem that we solve in the market is people that have IRAs and 401ks, they're not able to tap into those accounts without paying penalties and taxes. Right. When, when they access their 401ks or IRAs, they're going to get crushed by the IRS. They're going to lose like 30, 40% of the money they take out. Yeah. We allow them, we teach them how they can actually access the money in their retirement without paying penalties. Give you an example. One of our clients out in San Diego, his name is Steve. He used to work for a turf company for about 15, 20 years, made good money, knew the business, enjoyed it, but was getting to a point where he wanted to run his own shop. He wanted to control his own time. I think most business owners can relate to that. We, we want to be able to, to call the shots. So he needed about 50000 to start his own turf business. He thought, well, I'm working for this turf company. Why can't I just do the same thing, but work for myself instead of someone else? Mm-hmm. Well, we showed him how he was able to take 50000 out of his retirement account penalty tax-free and then use that 50,000 to start his turf business. Mm -hmm. So now he is the captain captain of his own ship. He's running his own business. He's calling the shots. And that was able to come to fruition 
because of a strategy when it came to his retirement accounts that he did not know existed until talking to us. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. You know, you hear that so often with people that uh, have an entrepreneurial dream um, and uh, they want to get in and do something. They want to start something, um, but the capital, the funding is just not there. And oftentimes, uh, you know, especially if someone's been in the workforce for a few years, um, one of the largest uh, places they have, they have money sitting is in those retirement accounts. But we've all been told, we all know you can't touch those. Uh, it's there. You can't touch that. So um, what is it that you tell somebody that's in that situation and they say, I've got this great idea or, you know, our business is doing well, but if we could just do this, I know we could really, um, you know, I- I explode and take off. Uh, but, you know, I've got $100,000 in this retirement account, but I can't touch that. So what are my other options? What else do I do? What do you tell somebody that's in that situation? Well, first, we want to ask a few questions in terms of like, what kind of retirement account is it? How is it structured? Is it an IRA? Is it a 401k from a previous employer? So Mm -hmm. based off of the answers there, there's probably a good chance that that $100,000, they are just under the assumption, they've been conditioned to think that that money is out of sight, out of mind. They can't touch it. They're handcuffed to it. They can't access it. But a lot of the times they can. And the reason why is because the IRS has these specific IRS approved retirement accounts that allow people to take their 401k or IRA, get it converted into these IRS approved retirement accounts. And then once the money is in these new IRS approved retirement accounts that they get set up, then they can take out that $50,000 to invest into their business. Right. So it's a matter of really just educating them about IRS code and what you can and can't do with these different retirement accounts and helping them understand that, hey, because you are an entrepreneur, you get to play on this side of the field that the IRS says that you can play on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So neat. Yeah, that's really, uh, that can be really powerful for people in, the, in those situations. Um, <clears throat> so do you generally, uh, when someone, let's say, you know, we're talking to someone that already has the business going and uh, they're looking for an opportunity to expand and they're trying to look for some, some options on capital. Do you generally recommend that they look into this type of option before going to a bank or, hey, go see if you can get traditional commercial financing. Um, but as a last resort, there is this option over here with the money you've already been putting back. Where, what are kind of the steps or, or what's the recommendation you make of where they go for this? Uh, that's a great question. I think a lot of that's going to be based on where the client is, right? W- what's their credit score? right? Do they have a 750? Do they have a 650? Right? If they have a 750, is their business existing, generating revenue, right? If it's existing, it's been up and, and up and running for two, three, four, five years, and it's got tax returns. It's got revenue coming in, and they got that good credit score to back it up, then they probably could get a line of credit, right? They probably could get an SBA loan and get some cheap money from the banks. And I'm right. all about that, right? A big reason I've been able to grow Quest Education over the years is using OPM other people's money, right? If I can leverage the bank's money at two, three, four, five, six 6%, and I can use that money to create more of a return, then that just makes sense all day long, right? So we would need to find out what their situation looks like. A lot of times though, is there's one thing that's missing. Maybe their credit score isn't all, all, uh, all that pretty, right? Maybe it's, it's just not 
where it needs to go or where it needs to be. Maybe they don't have enough revenue coming in. Maybe they're a startup, right? So if your business doesn't have a lot of history, a lot of revenue on the books, there's no tax returns and or your credit score isn't 700, 750, I mean, it's going to be tough to get the type of money you're looking for from the banks. You might right. be able to get a credit card at 15, 20%, yeah. right? right? But that's what most banks will do. I mean, I think that's a big problem in today's marketplace is you go to the bank and you're like, hey, I've got this LLC. I've got this business I have. I want a loan. Most yeah. times they're just like, all right, here's this credit card offer that we're, we're pitching. And uh, I make a commission when I sell you this credit card. So here you go, right? right. But there's a lot of other ways to get funding and maybe a retirement account might make sense because they're looking for a certain dollar amount and their income is this and their credit score is that. So maybe a retirement account makes more sense. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so let, let's talk a little bit about, um, the growth of your business. I mean, you've been very successful in, uh, building a very strong team, um, growing the business from, you know, your, your initial, um, sales skills into now, you know, really having a, some, a functional organization there. And that is one thing that can be challenging for a lot of business owners. Uh, generally business owners fall into one of two camps, uh, especially early on. They're either great in their industry and they say, I don't want to keep doing this work for other people when I can do it for myself and make more money or they're great in sales. Uh, and so they say, well, I'm out there selling for somebody else. I'm going to go sell for myself instead to try to build this up. Um, when you made that decision and you jumped into a new industry and, um, and and you went out and started selling, what were some of the steps that you took to get from you being on your own, uh, trying to build this business to where you are now um, with a team of people that are uh, serving your clients, that are serving your customers, and that are helping your business grow? So I, I think number one, never burn your bridges, right? Because I've got about 11, 12 different employees right now. And a lot of the employees that, that work for education, you know, I've, I've worked with them over the years, right? I mean, one, one individual, I've been working with him for nine, eight years. And, you know, we've come across different industries and working together. So don't burn your bridges and, and just have a solid network. Because when I first made the transition six years ago into this industry, I was able to call people and just say, hey, there's this great opportunity. This is what we're, we have going on. You know, does this interest you, right? And, and based off of working with other people in the past and, and showing your worth and being dependable, you know, people are going to want to follow you. Right. So I think that is, is super, super huge. It's just having the ability to have a, a team under you that, that can generate sales from, from leads. So I think there's a lot of, uh, I guess I'll call them like mercenaries where they're like really, really good at selling, but maybe they don't have the best people skills. You know, maybe they don't have the ability to have other people become better around them. Maybe they can't uh, inspire people or, teach people or help other people get better, or maybe they're just a D bag and they're good at selling, but no one wants to be around them. Right. right so, right. you know, you gotta, you gotta have those qualities in, in, intact to be able to have people follow you. So then that way, when you go from that position to, you know, 1099 crushing as a salesperson to, you know, okay, I've got payroll now and I'm running a business and I'm paying payroll taxes and all these other responsibility, like, you got to have a sales team underneath you that's selling, that's driving the revenue. So you right. can focus on some of these bigger um, tasks that are now on your plate now that you're the owner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And and let's talk about that as well, because that can sometimes be a challenge, especially, you know, when we've gone in and we've started this business, um, we're the only one that knows how to do it exactly right, the way that we think it should be done. And uh, in order for us to grow, we've got to bring more people into the business. As we bring more people into the business, for that to be successful, we have to let go of control, which can sometimes be a challenging thing for us to do. Um, what are some things that you've seen along the way, uh, some of the experiences, either good or bad, that have helped you recognize the need and the value of stepping away and letting someone take over operations and letting someone take over your your customers and helping those customers uh, so that you can kind of see the business and see what's next? That's a that's a great question because you know really really good salespeople they they are able to succeed because they understand that if they don't make a commission if they don't sell they don't get paid right so they're in control of their destiny they're in control right. of their paycheck <clears throat> yeah so we can establish that they thrive and they like control so that being said once you are a business owner you have to relinquish that control you do have to empower your team in order to grow because you can't do everything yourself you can't do marketing sales operations fulfillment financials right like you need a team as you mentioned earlier so one thing that was hard for me and it's still a challenge where i have to remind myself is just letting go and delegating right Mm -hmm. so when i went from being on the phone taking appointments all day long to okay i'm giving up these appointments to other people on the team i'm not on the phone as much you just are going to have to expect there's going to be a drop off, right? Because one, you're not on the phone selling. And if you're the owner, you probably were one of the best, best producers, best salespeople. So naturally, whoever you give it to, it's just not going to be the same, right? It's going to be up to you to train the people that you delegate to be able to perform, right? right? So you just, you're going to have to accept that your closing ratio is probably going to dip. Your revenue is going to dip a little bit, right? But that's just short term. That's taking a step back and in order to see the bigger picture and and really grow exponentially. So that, that was really hard is in, and also it's hard because I like to be on the phone, right? Like (laughs) I like to have a conversation with somebody. I like to ask questions. I like to listen. Like, I've had a headset on. I feel like my whole life just selling and talking to people. So that was hard going from taking eight, 10 appointments a day to, all right, I don't have an appointment today. So uh, it, it's, it was tough mentally. And then just seeing the bank account. Yeah, sure. Well, and, and there's something you said in there that I think is really valuable for people to pay attention to is that um, you can expect and it's okay and it's normal to see that initial dip, but uh, you can have peace in knowing that it's it's short lived. Um, that's part of the growth process. That's part of that growth curve. Is as you step out uh, of some of those things, you know, you're the expert. You're excellent at this. You've you've done it longer. You've done it more. You've done it better than anybody else. When you allow some uh, someone else to take on that responsibility, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of a dip uh, in in production and sales calls and and uh, and operations. But <clears throat> the the goal being that that's short lived. So we have to make sure we put in some sort of metrics or uh, some guardrails of sorts to make sure that we are coaching through these things and we're, we're staying on track. So what have you put in place within the business to help make sure that as you've backed out of these roles and people are taking over uh, these certain functions that the business continues to stay on course, productivity continues to stay up? What have you put in place to help make sure that's happening? 
using systems, we know how many dials we're making, mm-hmm. what our talk time is, right? Everything is is in our CRM, and then everything is recorded, right? And mm-hmm. when you're closing deals, it's pretty it's pretty easy to see where you're at, right? You you took X amount of appointments this week, and you closed this many, right? So here's your closing closing ratio. When if this deal didn't go, you know how come? Let's pull the right. call. Let's let's listen, right? So that's huge. That's a big part of, of what we do, and and I, I liken it to sports, right? Like if you ran a play and that play did not work, like watch the tape. You know where where right. was the disconnect? So right. it's it's the same principle in, in sales, in my opinion. Yeah. And then on a project, how how we look at it is all right operations they're going to make mistakes just like sales sure. with, with operations if it's you know a one-time thing hey it's understandable like people make mistakes but if yeah. it's consistent okay there's two types of problems and i got this from the book principles and by ray dalio's it's a really mm-hmm. good read so there's two types of problems and really only two types of problems it's either a people problem or a process problem right so if this keeps being an issue maybe we got the wrong person in the wrong seat or maybe our, our design, our, our process is flawed. Yeah. So there's something internally wrong with that process. So let's isolate it and let's fix it. Yeah, yeah, that's really good, and um, and that's great advice for people to understand. You're exactly right. Uh, you know that 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 idea, that concept. It's either a people problem or a process problem, and um, part of what we are tasked to do as leaders in the business is figure out which one, uh, and and not shy away from the possibility that it is actually a people problem. It's it's sometimes easy to shy from that um, for the sake of a relationship, but then also if it's a process that we are married to, we've got to be willing to say maybe it's the process that I created that's just not working as well in, in this market, in this environment, or with this team. Uh, so that, that's excellent advice for people. Um, <clears throat> Daniel, tell us uh, about, um, you know, before we head out here in just a minute, tell us about the um, the type of business owner that, that your team enjoys working with. Uh, what's What kind of makes sense? What are the cues for someone listening that say, hey, this is the type of, this is someone that I need to be reaching out to and talking to? So I think someone that came from the corporate world where, you know, maybe they were in corporate for 10, 15, 20 years, and, and they were able to save money in a 401k or an IRA retirement account. Mm-hmm. And they either have an existing business or they have aspirations on starting some kind of business, right? Maybe it's an online business, a coaching business, real estate business. I mean, it could be a restaurant, just really any kind of business. Mm-hmm. And we have found there's really two reasons why it makes sense for people to tap into the retirement accounts penalty and tax-free. One, they need some capital for their new business or existing business so they can grow that business. Two, maybe they have some debt that's weighing them down. You know, we, we had a client here recently that owed about $30,000 in credit card debt. Their interest rate was 20% on that credit card debt. Mm. And they're getting crushed in interest every single month. They're, they're paying the credit card payment, but not all of that's going towards the principal. They're, they're getting crushed by the interest. And meanwhile, their IRA, the retirement account is only making them, you know, 6% a year. So if they're losing 6% on their money or making 6% on their money, but losing 20% on their debt, right? those numbers don't add up. They're going backwards. They're losing yeah. money faster than making money. So they love the idea of using the money from their retirement account penalty-free, pay off the credit card debt in one shot, 
Now they're saving thousands of dollars in, in the, the, the interest. And then they're not losing that 20%. Anymore. Wow. That's great. Um, yeah. So, so tell us, Daniel, how can we learn more about you? Uh, where can we find you and, and the resources that you have available? So personally, I do my best to put out a lot of content on Facebook. You can find me under Daniel Blue, Blue Like the Color. I'm out here in Las Vegas. To my knowledge, I'm the only Daniel Blue in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And uh, our website is yourquest.com. That's Y-O-U-R, yourquest.com. Uh, we've got some videos on that website and you'll be able to uh, click on a form. There's a contact us section where you can just enter in some basic information. I'm blessed. I'm not a one man show. You can DM me and message me any questions that you have about 401ks, IRAs. And I know these accounts like the back of my hand. So I'm, I'm here to answer any questions. Yeah. Um, but if you want to be able to speak with my team, I've got a team of, of highly trained specialists that are here not to sell you stocks or real estate, not pitch you insurance, just really understand your goals, and what you're looking to accomplish with your existing business or new business you want to start and, and see if we can help you build a better plan to get you from point A to point B. Yeah, that's excellent. And we'll have links to those uh, in the show notes. Uh, Daniel, thank you so much for sharing this. This is some great information that I'm sure uh, a lot of people just are not aware of. And it's always great uh, for the business owners out there to understand there are options. Uh, And so, you know, whenever we feel like there's an opportunity to grow, to expand, to build something new, there are options out there um, and that uh, that money isn't necessarily stuck for a lifetime. So thank you for coming on and sharing that and, and sharing a little bit about your journey and what you've done to build your company and your team over the years. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks for joining us on the Employer Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show to receive the latest episodes. For more information on how Employer Blueprint can help build great teams in your business, visit employerblueprint.com. Or to inquire about Kyle speaking at your next event, visit kylegorman.com. And until next time, make it a great day. The Employer Blueprint Podcast is produced by Just You Marketing. Also want to remind you to hit subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts. And if you are needing some management coaching, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at info at employerblueprint.com.